God has more he wants to accomplish through your church. There's more people in your community and surrounding areas that he wants you to reach. But in order to reach them, you need to be prepared. And to be prepared, you need to have the right leaders in place. And so that's why in this episode, I want to talk to you about four ways to develop leaders in your church. And when you do this, it's going to position you for the growth that God wants to bring. Here we go. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. So I recently was talking to a pastor and he was just expressing the the sense that he feels like the church is kind of stuck. And often we hear this from pastors is felt like the church was stuck and you know they weren't really seeing new people coming to the church a whole lot. Uh, it, it felt stagnant. And the, the, they had a couple of people on staff and it just it just felt like, man, just nothing was really happening. And and so I, I asked him, I said, well, are you developing developing more leaders at your church? And and he said, well, you know, like, what do you mean? You know, and so I kind of probed and, and talked and explained. And uh, one thing led to another. And uh, we came to the conclusion that the the pastor and. Uh, other people on their team weren't really strategically investing in other key leaders that are that, that are people that are volunteers they have other jobs and as a result they're not preparing the church for what God would want to do and I'm a big fan of of developing leaders because we want to constantly prepare the church for what God wants to do. He wants to bring more people to our churches. He wants us to reach more people. His desires that none would perish. And so as a result, churches have to be prepared for the people that God wants to bring. If we're not prepared, then is God going to bring them? And because yeah. I mean, we don't want them to just fall through the cracks and right. all that. So we've got to have leaders. And so that's why today I want to talk specifically about four ways to develop more leaders at your church. Yep. This is huge, so important. So Dick, what's the first reason? Well, it, it, it really is because these leaders uh, are going to set you up for things you never could have accomplished uh, previously. And the very first thing you're going to do is you're going to pray intelligently. Now, um, putting those two, I put those two words together it, <laughs> intentionally. Pray intelligently. In other words, use your mind and your spirit together to commune with the Lord about what He has out there. Who in your church could could, could be stepping into roles? And don't fall prey to this. Don't fall prey to well, no, no, nobody will do anything. You're the leader. You are called of God to identify people in your church who could be leaders. That's where you have to use your head yeah. and your heart together in in calling out to God, and you'll be amazed. I've had it happen. You've had it happen yeah. where the Lord sparks a name mm-hmm. in your heart yep. during prayer. You can't just do it with your brain. Put your brain and your praying together, and you're going to see great things happen. That's good. Number one, pray intelligently. The second thing to do is to be on the lookout for demonstrated leadership. You know, if you want somebody who's going to be able to lead in a certain way, watch for people who are doing that in other ways. Um, you want people who are going to lead when they're not told to. So if if you if you say are looking for a new leader of your kids ministry, well. There's a lot involved in leading kids ministry, recruiting, uh, uh, volunteers, 
working with kids curriculum and on and on and on it goes. Uh, we've got a whole course coming up here that we're going to be launching next week. Yeah. Uh, the Kidman track of Church University. And you've got to keep your eye open for this because it's just loaded. I mean, it, I, I'm just amazed with it. I'm, I'm, so I'm pumped about it. But the point being is if, if you need a kid's leader, you want to watch for somebody who leads on their own. Yeah who you don't have to tell them to do everything. Because if you have to tell them to do everything, they're not the leader, you're the leader. Now you are the leader, but you need a leader with you. Uh, so you've got to watch for people who can demonstrate the ability. Um, I've used the term, uh, and this doesn't sound very spiritual, but you want somebody who's going to become a somebody in kids ministry for this example who's a nobody right now nobody knows what they can do but they're going to become a somebody and you want them to ha want that to happen at your church um, and uh, because they've demonstrated that they're going to be able to step up to leading uh, and they've done it before you've asked them to do it yeah. So what else, Jonathan? Yeah, that's good. So the third thing is to keep people free from restraining boxes. Uh, it basically, don't put people in a box. Just because they're in a certain role now doesn't mean that that's the only thing right. they can do. I, I, uh, uh, I've seen countless pastors do this where it's like, well, this is the kids pastor yeah. using your illustration yeah. or this is the um, small groups leader or whatever. And so they just think, well, that's just what they're good at. That's what they do. And so that's what they're always going to be. But that is not the case. Right. And we know that to be true because more than likely, if you're watching or listening to this, you aren't today what you were, you know, exactly. five, 10 years ago, exactly. you were in a different spot, different place of life. And so some people may just be serving right now in ministry, but there may be more potential for them to rise up. And, uh, you know, I love Zechariah 4.10. Uh, great application even for this context. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And so, you know, hey, everyone starts somewhere. Everyone has to start. There's always those small beginnings that happen, but then we move into greater roles and responsibilities as we grow personally as leaders. And so we want to be able to help other people do that as well. And so we have to believe bigger for people and not put people in a box because that's what they've been does not mean yeah, that's, that's what they will always be. Exactly so you right. got to remember that. Exactly right. Uh, then the fourth thing and final thing is to set challenges one step beyond what you think makes sense. So we have to challenge people to bigger commitments. We have to stretch them. We have to work to push them further and further. Yeah, that's you know, good. That's good. one of the things uh, Dick and I both have been runners, yeah. and uh, back in high school we were um, 800 runners. We were mile runners, distance runners, right. and so we love that type of um, that that type of sport. And one of the things that is really cool, as you think about Roger Bannister, right. the the before Roger Ban Bannister. Um, Cross the mile in under four minutes, it hadn't been done. I mean, for decades. Uh, just as a note, oh, okay. on the day before I was born okay. is when oh, Roger, yeah. Roger right. That's a special day. May 6, 1954 is when Roger Bannister did that. Yeah. So you note that to send me birthday cards. Okay. Yeah. yeah, then you always remember when his birthday is, <laughs> if you remember when Roger Bannister did that. But nonetheless, he was the first person to break the four minute mile. People were hustling, hustling, and hustling. And they were working so hard no for decades. It. No one could break it. He broke it. And the word was, was, it was impossible. Yeah, yep. it was impossible to do. That's exactly. And then what happened? Thirty days later, or less than thirty days later, someone, someone else did. broke the four-minute mile. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, decades later, uh, actually to this point, 
1,497 <laughs> people have broken the four-minute mile. That was impossible. That which was impossible all of a sudden became a reality for yeah. almost 1,500 people yeah. now to, to this day. Amazing. It's unbelievable. Well, how's that happen? It's because they stretch themselves. And so we have to work to stretch ourselves and stretch the people that we're leading to take steps of, uh, of faith and, and to push themselves personally to go to the, that next level. It is possible. You may say, look at someone you say, well, you know, they're already, they're already giving a lot of their time. They're, they're tapped out. They're busy. They, I, you know, I don't want to ask for more of them. Well, I would encourage you ask for more. Of ask largely. Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't justify, don't make excuses for people. Let them make the excuse. Right. It's not our job to say, oh, well, they're already busy. I don't want to bog them down with more. No, that's their job to make that decision. Your job is to stretch and call people to higher commitment right. and to develop them. And when you do that, that is what's going to help you build the more more leaders in your church. And when you have more leaders leading in your church, you're positioning the church for greater growth and greater influence. Exactly right. Let's do just a quick recap of the kinds of things we talked about here today. Yep. Number one is to pray intelligently. Number two, be on the lookout for demonstrated leadership traits. Number three, keep people free from uh, restraining boxes. In other words, don't put them in a box, uh, stretch them out. And number four, set challenges just one step beyond what you think makes sense and let them make that decision. If you'll do these four things, you'll be well on your way to uh, seeing the development of more and more leaders for your church. That's right. Anything else? Uh, well, I just want to remind you, as Dick mentioned earlier, stay tuned next week for the launch of the Kids Ministry Track, yep. this online course. Uh, you'll find more information of it at churchuniversity.com next week when we release it. You'll see it there. And then, of course, make sure to subscribe. If you have not subscribed on YouTube or on the podcast, please subscribe. Please rate and review this podcast as well. We want to hear your feedback, and we want to be able to get the word out so that other people can find out about the church tips that are going to help them go to the next level. So with that being the case, that's right. We'll see you next time. Take care. Take care. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.